save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What a day of people call final. players make their way over to their fans celebrate the top. Welcome to Believe in Borussia with a cup final special for tomorrow's DFB Pokal finale in Germany between Borussia Dortmund and the energy drink boys from Leipzig. We have a fantastic show for you today and as always I want to give a shout out to all the supporters that we've had. Big shout out to uh, BVB Oregon, who are a BVB fan group in the Willamette Valley. I hope I said that right. And they just said, hi, Tilo. I wanted to say how much I've enjoyed your podcast. The historical segment is probably my favorite. Well, thank you for the kind words and we're happy that you enjoy our content. If you haven't done so, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Believe in Borussia. And obviously subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast fix on. We have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to have a cup finals rundown and just give you a quick overview of Borussia Dortmund in the DFB Pokal final. And as a very, very special guest, we have with us for an in-depth interview today, 1989 cup hero Teddy De Bear, our cult goalkeeper and Borussia Dortmund original. He's been with the club since 1986 and he was on the team that won the first cup, the first silverware in 23 years and basically laid the foundation to Borussia's golden presence. But before we get into that, just a quick word from our sponsors at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bet and it's free to sign up. So head to the website at betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yep. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Without further ado, our BVB DFB Pokal Final Cup Facts. Borussia Dortmund have made it to the DFB Pokal Final 10 times, the first time in 1963. They've won four Cups in 1965, 1989, 1912 and 1917, which is good enough for sixth all-time on the Cup final list. And with a win, we can move level with Schalke and Eintracht Frankfurt, who have five wins in the Cup. Borussia Dortmund has had a love-hate relationship with the German Cup. Despite being a dominant team for decades, its Cup record isn't that good. But it has much improved over the last decade. It took Borussia Dortmund 99 years to reach four finals, but in the 12 years, BVB has added six finals and two cup wins, potentially a third tomorrow. The cup was first played in 1935 as the Chammer Pokal and will be played for the 78th time in total tomorrow. 
Since it's the only national domestic cup competition open to all who qualify, it is immensely popular in Germany and highly regarded. The final has been held in the Olympic Stadium in Berlin since 1985, and it's usually scheduled after the league concludes in the early summer. The pilgrimage to the German capital for the two lucky teams and its fans is considered by players and fans alike as an absolute highlight of the season. Hence the chant, Berlin, Berlin, we're going to Berlin. In normal times, tens of thousands of BVB fans make their way from Dortmund to each final and tens of thousands of more BVB fans come from around Berlin. Borussia Dortmund is immensely popular in the former eastern part of Germany and boasts more fans in the region than Bayern Munich. That leads to anywhere from 40 to 100,000 Borussia Dortmund fans flocking the streets in the final weekends and record audiences at the TV screen. Since the ticket allocation of roughly 30,000 per team isn't enough to satisfy the demand, Borussia Dortmund has regularly organized large fan watch parties with 10 to 20,000 capacity to accommodate traveling fans without tickets. This year's cup final will unfortunately not feature any fans, with the German FA electing Christ Ascension or Father's Day, which is a bank holiday in Germany and will allow fans to enjoy the game. I have Teddy the Bear, Wolfgang Teddy the Bear, cult keeper hero with me today. And before we get into the 89 Cup final, where Teddy was our starting goalie and won the first title for Borussia Dortmund in almost three decades, I just want to know, yes. um, what are you doing with the club right now? You've been a goalkeeper, you've been a coach, and now you work with fans, right? Now I work with fans and to, uh, with fans... Our fan clubs are meeting in a stadium with all our fans before the game, home game. Uh, I walk through the stadium and meet all our fans and we speak together. The years before, I'm on the pitch and I had no chance to speak to them eye to eye. And now it's a very nice thing. Uh, the people who call always my name when I'm on the pitch, I have the chance to speak to them. So why do, why do you think is it that the fans loved you so much? And, and, and why do you love the club so much? You've been with Dortmund since the 80s. That is such a long time. Uh, many people ask me uh, the same question. And I tell them, I'm now 36 years in this club. That's more than half of my life. And so I can tell you, uh, Borussia Dortmund is my life. And always when I was down on the pitch, I showed the people around in the stadium my heart. And so it's a nice thing that when they call always my name, and I think that's what you have to do when you're a sportsman. When you be in a such big stadium, you can show the people your heart and then they will love you. And they sure did. I mean, you're probably one of the most popular uh, players ever for the club. And that is considering that, you know, that you obviously had some competition throughout the years on your position. Um, you pushed out the goalkeeper when you came to the club, but then you had Stefan Close coming in in the early 90s. Fans would probably wonder today, like, why did you stay still so long? Like, what was it? And you just said you, you enjoyed the fans and the stadium. 
But I think not everybody knows also you had a very uh, serious injury when you broke your tibia and your fibula in practice, I think, right? That's right. It was in the, uh, in the year uh, uh, nine, uh, 1993, uh, uh, this difficult injury. And uh, after a long time, more than a year, I have to, had a break. Uh, but the club said to me, oh, now, now you're 30 years old, uh, but we are looking forward. And if you come back, if, it, if, if it's possible, you can come back and you get, the, you get a new contract. And uh, after such a difficult situation for me, I said, okay, it's so I can stay with the club and Stefan Close played. But I said to myself, uh, there's no other club for me. When I want to play again, I will do with Borussia Dortmund. And that's the way I stay over there. And in the past, we, have, we win a lot of cups and championships. And I think I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. I mean, and you, you still had some good I remember when, uh, I think even later in your career, uh, when when Jens Lehmann was in goal and he got uh, like in, he always got the bookings and the cards and 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 used to come on and and I'm and you know it was just so good because like I said the fans loved you so much and just hearing the Teddy Teddy chance yes it was after a long time you you you're right and uh, Jens Lehmann sometimes or often get cards and I remember. Uh, after a long time, I, I had a break and I said, oh, I'm, I'm thinking one time to play again in the stadium after a long break from a few years. I had no game. Um, I made no game. And the time comes when Jens Lehmann got a red card and I made my first game after a long time in the stadium from Borussia Dortmund. We played against Freiburg and I had a friend and he said, ah, when you come back in the goal, you don't think about that the sun is shining and everything is perfect. No, it's rainy, it's cold, maybe three degrees and it's snowing and it was like this. And I stand in the goal and I got one ball in the first half <laughs> and it was a goal. Oh God. Now we changed. second half, uh, we, we made it a little bit better. We made two goals and two, one for us and 10 minutes before the end of the game, Stefan Reuter made a foul in the box and we had a penalty against us and i keep this penalty and all the stadium and now i oh, the, all the stadium was crying my name and after such a long time to come back in this game save a penalty kick it's a big feeling after such a long time and i mean saving a penalty that's as good as it gets for a goalkeeper no i mean there's really not much more a more difficult feat but like, actually let's go back to the 80s let's go back to your heydays and let's go back to that 89 season and that cup season and i mean um i just looked over the games that you played uh in that cup season uh during that year and you started out pretty well with a 6-0 hammering of eintracht braunschweig but then the rest of the games there were some testy games especially i guess um the derby a derby in the cup um how do you remember that like was that was that a grind? Yes, it was, it was a close game. Uh, especially Schalke 04 played in this year in the second league. They were not in the first league, but also it was a close game and uh, a hard fight. And we spoke about Jens Lehmann. He was in this years on the other side with, uh, with uh, Schalke 04. That's right. A young boy, 19. Or already mad. Yes. <laughs> And it was a hard game. Some close games, also the half final 
uh, against Stuttgart at home. We won 2-0. Uh, very good players in this in this in, in this team with uh, Jürgen Klinsmann. I tell you one of them. It's a name. And yeah. on the other side was Eike Immel. He changed years before, so I had to come. I have to come to or was possible for me to come to Borussia Dortmund, and it was very close. Yeah, and I mean Stuttgart was a really good side back then. I think that year they went to the UEFA Cup final actually, um, in '89. So, you know, they were definitely a top team in Germany at that time. And Dortmund, you know, hadn't we hadn't won anything in a long time. Um, Stuttgart was German champion, I think, in '83 or '84. I don't think a lot of people expected, you know, Dortmund to go to the final. That did. Did you have a moment during those games? Was it the, maybe the Derby or the Stuttgart game when you felt like, you know what, we can go all the way. We can actually win this cup. No, we look look game by game, but when you're in the half final and and play at home, uh, then you have your own people in the stadium, and it's the 12th guy for you to help you in the stadium and. Uh, when we scored the second goal, then I had the thoughts, oh, the way to Berlin is open for us now. I mean, and it was. How, how did it feel? How, how did it feel? Was, was that your first final two on, on, on the men's competition? Yes, it was the first. And after such a long time for Borussia Dortmund, it was uh, after this, uh, 23 years, we won the cup again. It was a long time without... So, as we also were before in the 70s and the second league, it was hard times to play on the bottom. And uh, it was the first thing, and I especially think it was the, the start for the time after, because we play international, where the club gets more money for this win the cup, and we play international. And so it's uh, the start, I think, for the years after. I, I totally agree because you can probably take these 20 years in between where Dortmund, you know, the 70s and the early 80s as, as sort of like a transition period for Dortmund. And ever since 89, Dortmund has been, apart from the almost bankruptcy, been a pretty good team again. Um, but in before the final, um, what was the atmosphere like? Yes. Uh, it was unbelievable because uh, when you drive, we, we drove with a bus through uh, through Berlin to go to the to the training pitch, and everywhere you you saw the black and the yellow shirts from our people, and maybe over forty thousand were in Berlin, and uh, everybody was shouting to us, and uh, because Werder Bremen was a favorite. And the years before, they were champion, and uh, in this in the league year, they were on the third place, and we were on the seventh, seventh place. And so it was not such an easy game. Werder Bremen was the clear favorites, like you said. They were the reigning German champions, and they had a great team, great players. Thomas Schaaf, uh, um, Neubart, I think, was already there. Um, Riedle, Riedle up front, the young Karl Heinz Riedle. That's 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 right. Well, Let's talk goal. about that in a second, though. But I I want to still go back to to the to the moment before the game. Like, how was the the atmosphere amongst the, your your players, your teammates? Were you guys very quiet and very serious, or were you very open and talked a lot with each other? Was it very enthusiastic? How, what was going 
on in the team and what was going through your mind heading into the game? What were you thinking? It was very silent. Everybody was concentrating because of a lot of the guys played in this in this team. Uh, was the first fi big final in such a big a big stadium with so many people, and uh, so we were all all very concentrated and go to the pitch because on this day it was very hot, maybe over thirty degrees, and it was hard to fight. 30 degrees Celsius, that's like high 80s Fahrenheit. So just so that's warm, not cold. Just FYI for all the Americans out there. It was very, very hot and very humid too um, during that day. When, when you walked on the pitch and, and you, you look around, did you look around or did you just sort of like lock in? Did you see the fans and the masses or, or did you just sort of like head down, look on the pitch and just kind of like go into the zone? No, it's it's not possible to not to look to the to around you, but uh, when the first whistle comes, then you're in the tunnel, and then is everything around is is no more, no more, not more there. I mean, that's just something you, as as a professional player, you have the ability you need to have, right? You need to be able to flip that switch and go into the game. And this moment comes with the first whistle from the referee, and then. Everything around doesn't matter. Well, the first whistle, whistle blows, but then the game doesn't really go our way. As you said, Karl-Heinz Riedler goes and scores the first goal. Like, what was, what was the feeling there? Did, did, did you guys feel like, ah, whatever, we still have too much time? Or, or, or did that hit you? Did that hurt? Did that shake the confidence? No. I remember that I don't think so much about it because it was not short, a lot of time to play. And so we have to go on. It was the final and you can stop uh, playing and uh, to fear. Uh, the concentration was there in my position. And so we go on and uh, then Nobby Dickel scored in the first half. That gave everybody the feeling like we can actually win this. We can do, we can make it, we can do it, right. I mean, a lot of things went well. Like if, if you saw like Frank Miller also had a great game in that game. Um, Did you, did you, where did that confidence, that belief come from? Like, um, because obviously Bremen was a good side, but Dortmund just played so good all of a sudden, even though they went down. Like, why? Like, how, what did you guys do? Yeah, important was that we scored before the, before the uh, half time. And then we come back and, and uh, go on playing. And soon we made the second goal. And so uh, it changed. Uh, in, into the game because we start at the beginning with the goal against us and so we made it very well the second half and when we scored the 2-1 then I think okay it can work it can work and we had hard fight Werder Bremen had a lot of chances after this and sometimes I had to make a good save and and you did yes 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 sometimes I made this <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, but then we, we scored this, the third goal and no more, no more much time for, for Brehm to come back. And then short before the, before the end of the game, we made the fourth goal. And in this moment, I said to myself, this is our win. And I remember now Frank Mill, our striker, stand beside me. And he said to me, hey, Teddy, what, what's happened here? What's happened? Uh, four, one for us? Yeah, I say, yes, it's right. Go forward, go forward and don't stay here with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
like when it was 4-1, I mean, it was pretty pretty likely that you guys would end up winning. Did you have more moments like that with other players on the pitch where you were just like looking at each other like and like, what the hell is going on? Like, uh, Not so much, but uh, with, with the defender, I spoke that when it's 4-1, said, okay, we play a little bit calm, no more risk. But I think, I don't know exactly, but I think it was 50 minutes to, to play and, and 4-1 in this situation. Okay, Bremen started some, something, but it didn't work. Yeah, they looked more and more desperate. Even, even you know, when it was still 2-1, it felt like Bremen kind of like crumbled a little bit under the pressure. They knew they were the favorites. They knew they, a lot yeah. of people thought they would win easily. So, and for them, yeah. it just didn't, like, they didn't connect. The crosses didn't come. They couldn't get, a, you know, yes. the bodies behind the ball. Yeah. And, and Dortmund, you know, it just worked. I mean, that, yeah. that Dickel goal is, is kind of like, the yeah. chance is already gone yeah. almost. Frank Mill is, is too far off to the right side. But then he looks up and he sees yeah. Dickel coming and he, he puts that cross over. And, and you know, and, and Nobby just takes a wild swing at it and, 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 and buries it in the goal. Like, what are you going to do when you're Bremen, you know, when, when, when stuff like that happens? Yes, uh, the, the goals were, were wonderful because uh, we shoot on, from positions and directly it, it was a goal. And normally it's not so easy from these positions to make a goal, but we scored and we bring them down. <laughs> so, so how did it feel when the final whistle blew? Like, what did you do? Did you just like fall to the ground or did you just run away like a crazy person? Like, how did it feel for you? Oh, we, we we come together and falling in arms, and and uh, go to our fans in, in the stadium, the side who supported us, and th there we go. And I was so lucky; it was unbelievable. And when I remember back, uh, I get now goosebumps. It's ah, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> you you don't forget your first big title, do you? No, never. It was, uh, it is on my mind in my whole life till the end. And I hope it will, it will last. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, as it should, you know, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about sports, right? Once you win that, you are forever yes. part of this title, this competition, and this club. Like you, Wolfgang Teddy the Bear, were in that team that brought Dortmund back on the soccer map, really. And yes. um, so thank you for that, for my part, you know, as a, as a outside fan. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, you say you got, you get goosebumps thinking about it now. What, what does the title mean to you? Because you obviously won more titles and you know, you've, you've been in this business a long time, but what does this, this title mean to you personally? Yes. The first title is always important. I think so. And so, For myself, it's like this. I was in the team. And I played by myself the years after when he got the championship and also the cups and uh, the World Cups. Uh, I was second goalkeeper or in the position of trainer. We also got the championships two times and also uh, the, the cup. But when I was on uh, by myself on the squad, on the pitch, uh, I think this was the important title I've got. And that makes total sense. Now, as you just said, you've been around for the other cup finals too, and the, the wins in 2012 and in 2017. And um, what, how do you think it was different in 89 in terms of the atmospheres and the fans? Because by 2012, 2017, Dortmund all of a sudden was like this hugely 
popular club, you know, with international fans and all that. 89 was a little different. I mean, people need to understand 40,000 Dortmund fans in Berlin, they came there when Berlin was still divided. There was still a wall around the city. Like you had to bring your passport to go to Berlin, you know, sit around an hour at the border patrol with the East German guards, checking your stuff. Or I don't know, you know, you flew in or you took the train. It was much, much more difficult to go to Berlin and still a lot of people went. But like I said, um, in, in terms of the expectation, maybe, did, did you feel it to be any different or is it just the same level of crazy happiness that, that every cup final has? No, in 89, it was, uh, we spoke about the first time uh, that we had a chance to get a, get a cup. And this feeling is different to the times now because we had now a lot of cups. We, we won a lot of, of title and cups and championships and uh, it's perfect now again but in the in 89 it was it was the a beginning for everyone and everyone was thinking about no we can we can grow up we can uh, become better and to to be with a, to be a good cl big club in, in in germany and now we are a big club in germany and sometimes it's like this when we play uh, games or a Uh, final, uh, lots of people thinking, uh, why we have to win? And uh, yeah. 89, I mean, we were much more excited. And, and, and like you said, I, I, you know, I can only underline again, like Dortmund in the 80s, like three years earlier, we just barely escaped relegation to the second division. Like, Dor like Dortmund in the, in the perception of, of, of 89 was probably more a team like, I don't know, Hertha Berlin or, or Werder Bremen, you know, uh, A big name, but with not such a good recent yeah. record. Maybe Frankfurt, if you want to be nice about it, like because you guys did already become a little better before that season, went to the UEFA Cup and all that. But but I think a lot of people stood out. I, what I wonder, though, is, you know, you just said you realized how grand this moment can be, what it could mean for the club. That is also a lot of pressure. Like, Ooh. how is it that, that you guys took it as motivation? And because... Sometimes when you feel so much pressure, you don't perform. When I, rem when I remember, I, it, it was not so much pressure for me in 89, because it was my biggest wish to, to go to the final. And I was so concentrated on this that I don't feel the pressure because we had nothing to lose. And so we got, uh, but the chance was there to win everything and we got it. And I think that's, that's super crucial. Now, Jürgen Klopp once said, you know, it's important to enjoy winning more than you fear losing. And I feel this team, when I watched this game, like they wanted to win. Like you said, they, they didn't look at it as, oh my God, if we lose this, everybody's going to say like, oh, Dortmund, they're has-beens. They won't never be mean anything. It was more like, you can tell like everybody was like, I want to be a cup winner. <laughs> I've, uh, I think... Uh... In young, back to younger years, when I, I dream about football and I, I had it in my mind, inside, as a younger player. I always want to do this. And, and when we have this, these moments, maybe in your, in your mind, uh, it will come one time. It was such a big dream for me to come to the, the final and to win a cup for Borussia Dortmund. That's were always the biggest thing I can do. And you did. You lifted the cup. You and the team in your very nice uh, purple goalie dress. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> a purple, yes, a, a blue oh, one. Black, mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard with the with the coloring back then. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so what happened afterwards? So you guys win the cup. You have all the old timers in the hotel. Like, how how long did you party? A day, two days, three days? Uh, a long time. But I I remember one one thing. Uh, in the night after the game, it was very early. I think four o'clock in the morning. When we come back, we had some drinks, sure. And uh, I had a big safe uh, short before the break. Uh, Rune Brad said, I, I think, yeah, he was it. Uh, make with a hat, a ball on my goal, and I make a very good save. And some of the guys from the team said, oh, Teddy, show us how you save <laughs> this ball short before the break. And I was running through the hotel and jumping on the couch <laughs> in the lobby and uh, i said i did it like this <laughs> at four in the morning with a couple of beer well I, yes. <laughs> i'm glad you didn't get injured <laughs> no everyone was safe uh, it was in younger times uh, when i make this now uh, i think <laughs> it's a little bit more problem <laughs> i i bet And then, uh, and then when you went back to Dortmund, how did it feel? Is it even? Do you think it's it's different winning a title like that with a club like Dortmund versus I don't know another team because of the fans and the passion? Yes, it's, we have always have uh, so much supporters, and uh, our stadium is filled up every week when we play at home, and it's something special to to win uh, a cup. Oh, a championship for such a big club. Uh, it's it's a special thing you can do. And you ask for coming home. Yeah, we have, uh, we go by plane. And when we when we landed in Dortmund, uh, the captain has to have a look on the window. Yeah, they have, uh, and we opened it and we put our flag out of, of out of the, the plane. And all the fans around the airport were standing and shouting and waiting for us and then it started to to go to our Borsigplatz. It's a history place where every championship you have to go over there because there is was Borussia Dortmund's born place. And we need maybe seven hours to come from the airport to our Borsigplatz uh, because maybe 250,000 people were there. And that's usually to be like a 20 minute drive maybe yeah it's not that far yeah, Dortmund is not drive, that big yeah. <laughs> yeah not that big 20 minute drive but we go step by step we, we had to walk because all around on the streets were the people uh waving shouting celebrating <laughs> our cup Dortmund is so intertwined the, the, the people of the city with the club and that's something that I really appreciate too you know I, I love Uh, coming to Dortmund on a match day and you get out of the stadium and you already see the first people walking around with the scarves and the shirts and you see mm -hmm. the guy at the, at the Currywurst kiosk, you know, yes. wearing a shirt and, and, and the grandma sitting in the window with her self-knitted black and yellow scarf and the sticker here and there's something there. The, 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 the club is just one with the city. and we're, It's not possible to go into Dortmund and not run into something Borussia Dortmund related. And, 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 and that passion was bottled up for 20 years and then you come and you win the cup and you put Dortmund back on the map and then the people just pour out it must have been a great atmosphere was it weather actually good it was good weather still right 
Yes, it was perfect. A sunny, sunny day. I mean, people would have come out if it were to rain cats and dogs anyway. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't doesn't matter what what weather. <laughs> Now you you celebrate and you know you do all your thing and and you get sober again and the next season starts. Do you and the other players? Did you guys actually already started preseason and, and and talked about how this could be the first step to match bigger things and maybe potentially challenging for a German championship again? Like, did you guys realize that? Yeah, this was. Always my passion to 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 win a lot of cups and 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 championships with the club. Uh, especially we can go back uh, in the '86 when I started to play for Borussia Dortmund, and President uh, uh, Dr. Gerd Niebaum. I sat on, uh, with him on a table and wanted to sign my contract. Uh, I had the pen in my hand, and uh, suddenly he put away uh, the contract, and uh, he looked to me, and I wondered, and he said. Why do you want to play for Borussia Dortmund? And I said to him, I want to win the championship with Borussia Dortmund. In this moment, when I told him this, nobody think about it because he was speaking about 86. Uh, we go maybe go down in the second league. But in this moment, I sat opposite of him and I said this sentence to him. I said, I want to win with Borussia Dortmund the championship. And and when we got this in 95, Dr. Gerd came to me and said, You said it in '86. Not many people know this, but I, I, I tell you. And this was always, all over the years, the thing I want to do with Borussia Dortmund to win cups and championships. I love this little anecdote you just told me so much because I think it's so vital. I mean, obviously, you have to be a realistic of what you can do, but you also need to set ambitious goals. And I think it's so crucial for the club to have people like you. And I'm sure there's others that, that think that way. Because let's be honest, with some of these players today, it doesn't seem like they always have their mind set. They have a lot more stuff on their plate than they used to 20, 30 years ago. There's a lot more media, more attention, contracts a little different, more money, agents, social media, yada, yada, yada. But sometimes I feel like they say these things, but I don't think they have completely understood what it actually means to to execute them and i feel like you and that team for example embodied that more like as in we want to win more than we are afraid to lose something that we might have and we're not looking for a cheap way out and, and maybe move to another team if this gets too hard here i guess that kind of brings us a little bit to yeah to tomorrow um what is your guess for tomorrow like what do you think i think people asked me before i think two one We will win 2-1. It's a close game. It's a hard fight. And I think we have to wait till the end. But maybe in, in normal time, not in extra time. I'm cautiously optimistic. Obviously, I don't want to jinx it. But I mean, Leipzig, we really had Leipzig's number, which means, you know, we've we've been playing very well against them. Yeah, always. They haven't beaten us in like three or four years, I think. I don't know why. And I, I wish we would have that same confidence against some of the other bigger teams. <laughs> But apparently there's something in Leipzig that, 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 I don't know, provokes maybe some of the players to think, hey, hey, guys, Bayern is one thing, but, but let, it, let it be known, let there be no doubt that Dortmund is the next big thing, not Leipzig. So I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel that that swagger, a little bit more aggressiveness usually in the games than, than when they play, I don't know, in Augsburg or so. So I hope we'll continue this. It will be a hard fight, I think, from, from the first minute. And... 
then I hope that we have a lucky end. Yes, absolutely. But I think the difference with Leipzig is sometimes other teams bring a hard fight to us and we aren't ready. And then we play not so good for 45 minutes. And then in the second half, the team sort mm -hmm. of like, I feel like against Leipzig, we always show up minute one. Like we are ready yes. for the fight and we take it back to them. I hope so. I hope so. But also the last games we made, we made very well. In between the season, we had some games we don't play so so good. But now the last five, six, seven games, we have a new, we, we got a new strength. And, and this, I, I think uh, we will make it. So we got to talk about one thing, though. I mean, you as a goalkeeper and former goalkeeper coach, Roman Birki will now be in goal for the final. And he had a very tough season. So what do you make of that? Will that motivate him more? Or might that be extra pressure for him? How, how, how does he handle that? Like, you know him pretty well. No, he's, he's a goalkeeper. A lot of years playing in the, in the first league. Uh, he knows what it means to be in the final. Because in uh, 2017, he was the goalkeeper in our goal when we win the cup last time. And I think I will contact him and will wish him all the best for the game. And I will write him per WhatsApp or something like this, social media, or maybe I call him. Uh, and I will tell him, yeah, don't have to fear because he's a very good goalkeeper. And he made it one time. And when you make it one time, you cannot do a second time. <laughs> I hope so. Does that change a little bit? Um, like when you change hits for Berkey, does that change how the defense and the team works because they're a little bit different or is it basically the same? Like, is there something no. we, we will see that that changes a little bit in the dynamics? No, it's not. No, no. it's nearly the same. But I must, I must I have to tell you, uh, it was not an easy uh, year for our goalkeepers now because often in defense we make so big faults that it's not so easy for a goalkeeper to look good and to make saves from this and then everyone said we got easy goals but it was a hard season for our goalkeepers this year and i think we got too much goals it's right but it's not always a thing from the goalkeepers some saves you can make but you can't save everything and so uh, it is Not such an easy season gewesen. It was not such an easy season for our goalkeepers now, but I think we have two, two good goalkeepers now. Marvin Hitz is it's injured. Huh? It's uh, very unlucky for him. He made it well in the, uh, the last time in the games. But now I trust in Roman Burki is a good goalkeeper. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, a lot of people still say he's actually the more complete package uh yes. than than hits so yes. and um and yeah i agree like yeah obviously i think roman knows himself that there was some place that he could have done better but a lot of the goals that we get is also because um you know the rest of the team is not defending well not just the defenders it's sometimes the midfields and the forwards yes. failing to you know press and trap right mm -hmm. and, and 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 you always there i mean if you watch a lot of dortmund games you know that situation that i'm talking about where The team starts to attack and attack and attack and they get a little lazy and they don't track back because they just want to score that goal and, and, and the gaps get a little bigger. And then all of a sudden we have a counterattack running towards yeah. our goal. And then, you know, then it's really difficult to, to defend sometimes. And now, uh, after such a difficult year with ups and downs, we now have the 
good situation that you can say maybe we are having you know, our own hand to get the fourth place in the league and to win a cup. And after such a, she such a season, season, I think uh, maybe we got a lucky end for this year 2021. Absolutely. If somebody would have told me before the season, you win the DFB Cup and you go into the Champions League, I would have been, where can I sign? Great yes. season. Yes, yes, always. So In between, you think maybe we also can get the championship because Bayern Munich was this season also in a lot of games, not tough enough. And, and so uh, you think about, man, how we have had it to make it better than we were the first place, but... We also made it this year not so very well. But when it ends like this, we spoke about, then for me, it's everything okay for this year. And we're looking forward and thinking about the next thing to get next year a championship or another cup. Stay thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to stay ambitious. You know, I, I think, and you might disagree, but I think Borussia Dortmund... You don't have to win the league. You don't have to win the cup every year like Bayern. They have to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a bad season for them. But you should always fight for it. You should always be in a position to do so. Like, yes. But over all the years, we got the championship with Jurgen Klopp the years before in 19. And the last 10 years, uh, we had two championships. We have the cup. We were in the Champions League final. And but the last years, always Bayern Munich got the championship in Germany, and so everyone in Dortmund says, "Ah, we now now we have to to get the championship of Germany." It's such a long time ago, and and nobody thinks about that. We play these ten years on the highest level. We always in the Champions League. Not every year we got the cup, but we had our our our, our uh, champions. But uh, we're only thinking about now in these moments. Often, uh, nothing other thing is good. The fourth place is not so good, but we play during the 10 years, always in the Champions League. And that's a very good time for, for a big club. And we are a big club now. And some people are so sad that we don't get the championship, but we have a good time in these 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, it's two sides to the same medal. Yes, on the one hand, you can say, okay, We didn't, you know, we didn't win a, a German championship again and we got very close and we probably should have won it that one year where we were up under Favre yeah. with nine points. But yes. on the other hand, like you said, there hasn't been a, a string of, of so many like top level finishes of Borussia Dortmund ever in the history of the club. And, yes. and with it comes also like financial growth, infrastructure growth, you know, things behind the scenes that set mm -hmm. Dortmund up for the future that, that they've been working on. I mean, if you look at just how, how the transfers, you know, evolved, like 10 years ago, anyone could have come and pick a, team, pick, pick a player from Dortmund, Arsenal, whatever, when, when Real came or Man United for Shinji Kagawa, it was like, people were like, yeah, it's Man United, what, what can we do? We, you know, yeah. we didn't even okay. put up a fight. Last summer, Jaden Sancho, mm -mm. Erling Haaland, he didn't go there. Jude Bellingham no. didn't want to go to United. No, I don't think so. We pay the players more, much yes. more. We are competitive yeah. on that level. That's also something that people overlook. You know, we mm -hmm. under Klopp the first year, the budget was 50 million. Now it's 210 million. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> But in America, 
you got also a lot of money in other sports, I think so. And I, and I think that there is, there is, when you think about baseball or basketball, I think the German football is not on the highest level. No. I think in, in America, it's, it's much more, I think so. It has something, it gives us a little bit more power because it's not so easy anymore for a club to come and say, hey, I'm going to give you 400% of what you earn right now because they earn not that bad anymore at Dortmund either. Yes, 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 that's right. Uh, we got it very well in, in the last time because we, we got young players because they can play in our club. Maybe when he went in the, in, in, when he's 20 to, to Bayern München, maybe he's on the bench and not on the pitch. And the young players in Europe, all over Europe saw that when they come to us, the big talents, they have a chance to play and to go, come forward and to, to become better. And that's the reason why we got all the good uh, talents all over Europe. But the next step is that maybe there are seven or eight clubs in Europe, you call, you tell, it is uh, maybe Madrid or Barcelona, that then they are a little bit bigger than we. And often the talents, when they play two or three years with us, they go to the other clubs. Yeah, it's a normal normal business now for us, but we made it very well in the last years. We got the young young talents, made them better, and okay, then they leave. My wish is that we can keep such a team and play together for three, four, five years. That was the situation in '11 and '12, in '95, '96, when you keep this team together then it's much more safe that you can get a big t title or championship or something like yeah. that. That is my wish that they stay together for maybe three, four, five years. But it's very difficult in these times. Absolutely. But to be fair, those last 10 years that we were just talking about with the Champions League, they put the foundation to even make that possible because yeah. while there are still clubs that are you know bigger than Dortmund and can pay more, we did limit the number of clubs that are that six mm -hmm. seven years ago when when Aubameyang went to Arsenal people were like yeah that makes sense nowadays I don't think a lot of people would say that's a smart transfer they'd be like why would you go to Arsenal they don't even play in Europe like they mm -hmm. don't you know so we have actually been limiting the yes. pool of clubs every yes. year where people can make a step up and I would argue Bayern Munich is also out of the picture because Bayern Munich's biggest transfer is Hernandez. That was 80 million. Yeah. Yes. They cannot afford Jaden Sancho. Like, that's not how they operate. They pay more than us, but they don't pay big transfer fees. They can't afford Haaland. They can't afford Sancho. And that's a big difference because, you know, they, they picked some of our top players 10 years ago, but our yes. top players now, they're out mm -hmm. of reach for Bayern Munich. And that's a big difference that people, I don't think, realize. Yes, I think so. You're, you're right. Yes, that's right. They don't. They they made, don't make it. Make it uh, uh, 100 million for Haaland or 120 or for Sancho. It's not possible for them. I think in this moment all also. Like yeah, I mean, look at Zane. You know, like they needed two years and and the injury, and then they negotiated it down. So I think those are you know little wins that we had despite not winning titles. And let's yes. hope it can lead to what you just said for us keeping the team together just for that one more season. So we can yes. actually do something. But yes. tomorrow we can win one. So let's start there. Yes. yes. And maybe to, to end on this, uh, like you, <laughs> you just said, uh, uh, we talked about this earlier. Do you think 
this could have a similar effect as it had for you and your teammates in 89. Like winning this title together, like for a Haaland, for a Sancho, for a Bellingham, for these players to realize, oh, this, this is how it feels like to win this together. Let's do it again. Let's do it bigger. Do you think this could be uh, a starting stone to, to something more and, and make people stay at Dortmund even more? I, I hope so. And I know a lot of the guys because a lot of the guys I worked together when I was goalkeeper training is not so far away. And I think when they win tomorrow, uh, it becomes like this feeling that they stay together and say, okay, we can do more here in, in Dortmund. And I hope this will go into the team and say, okay, we stay one more year and we make it much more bigger. Well, then fingers crossed that we win tomorrow. Um, yes. Teddy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing um, your insights and your experience with us and also being willing to do it in English. Um, really appreciate it. Give our best to Roman Berkey from us. We all yes, I will do it. Crossing our fingers for him too to have a stellar game and lift the cup at the end. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for listening to Believe in Borussia presented by Bet Online. For more cup final content, just check last week's episode where we took an in-depth look at some of the more problematic practices over at RB Leipzig. And tomorrow you can catch our friends over at JJD TV on BBB's official Twitch channel with some guest appearance, pre-game chatter, and of course their watch along. So don't forget to like and subscribe Believe in Borussia. And until next week, a black and yellow shout out across America. Best final in the competition's history. Dortmund win five goals to two. The Dortmund players make their way over to their fans to celebrate the double. What a day of people goal final. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.